broadcasting around the entire world. From Austin, Texas. Via Simplecast. And supported by listeners like you. Bitcoin billions seller trading mining markets by sharing books millions fights wise. Keeping you up to date on everything crypto. Welcome to Thriller News. Now here is your host, Carl Gonzalez. Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, gather around. It's time for another exciting episode of Thriller News. Today is January 15th, 2020, and at the top of the show, we were talking Bitcoin going bananas. <laughs> Seriously, let's jump into it. Today's crypto top story. Crypto top stories. Yeah, and that's what happens when you have the mainstream media focus entirely on Bitcoin and its price. This is what happens, right? You have everybody screaming, <laughs> coming out of nowhere, talking about, hey, uh, what's Bitcoin doing? It's going up. It, it, it's it's crazy. It's up 20% from, from the beginning of the year. What's going on, people? And then you have CNBC dropping stuff like this. Bitcoin has been going a bit bananas this year. The crypto is now up around 22% this year, an inching closer to that you know 10,000 level that has not hit since September, BK. What is I don't want to call it a comeback. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, it was cool the best. Said, don't, don't call it. A, don't but call listen, it a Bitcoin it's been was here for years. But let's yeah. be clear. I mean, after this kind of drop, why the sudden reinterest? So one, Bitcoin was the best performing asset last year. It was up over eighty percent. So this is not really off a comeback. Off of a twenty thousand dollar peak. Yeah, off Back of a seventy percent decline. Yes. Right. Well, it does yes. that every several years. So I mean, if you if you look at the markets, that's a very typical move for Bitcoin. So we're up 80-something percent last year. Momentum continues this year, up 22 percent. I talked back in December how the Bitcoin market, Bitcoin, the price of Bitcoin, was mispricing the address growth. And so what you started to see is people kind of reprice the underlying fundamentals. Address growth, was, which is the one fundamental I look at, was actually growing while the price was declining. That's a big buy signal. The exact opposite is happening right now. The Bitcoin price has got a little bit ahead of the address growth. So just like I said about Apple, just like I said about the triple Qs in 2000, when an asset goes straight up, that means a lot of the news is priced in. I think there's huge upside for Bitcoin, maybe just not tomorrow. So he didn't give you any facts. <laughs> right? He just said, oh, it's, it's going to go up. Trust me. No, if you look at what's going on in the news, of course, Iran is, is, is at play. Right. Of course. Uh, but you also have some serious news going on as well, too. You have Fidelity, their digital assets platform. Well, guess what? They just expanded into Europe strictly for Bitcoin custody services. So now they'll have a London based crypto investment firm uh, focused on uh, providing institutional clients the the, the 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 kind of bridge and and the hand to help them get into to Bitcoin, that's a plus, right? And they have Ethereum too as well. So next up, Bitfinex. Yeah, they just moved one point one billion dollars worth of Bitcoin today for eighty bucks, <laughs> right? Nothing gets nothing gets the trading markets going like a little uh, movement like this, right? A big well movement. 
And then you have to look at just the Bitcoin volumes. They've reached all time highs. And why is that? Let's 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 think about it. Play it out. Why is that? Well, we have the halving coming up on May 15th. So what are these wells doing? They're getting in position, <laughs> right? They're getting into position because they're going to have to they're going to dump. They're going to dump five to six weeks before the happening. We see it. We saw it the last time this occurred. Um, and people are going to people are trying to get people to buy in right now, trying to FOMO in. And that's the wrong approach. <laughs> in my opinion, you should be waiting. You should be anticipating a pump. But uh, to think it's going to go from here to 100K by May, it, it's just not going to happen. Is it going bananas? No, this is where <laughs> this is where if you look at people that are really charting this stuff and, and not just looking at it from like a strictly a money point of view and they're looking at it from a 360 crypto bitcoin approach of view you'll start seeing that yes volumes are rising but why are why is volumes rising because people are getting in position for the happening right and people are going to dump at the top very similar to what happened in years past very similar to what happened to litecoin last year we saw that and then eventually you'll see alt season but it won't happen until after the happening i think most people are trying to get this alt season started but no that's that's not (laughs) that's not what's happening and yes Mainstream media will help uh, get the people to FOMO in. I had several calls today from people asking if this is the right time to buy Bitcoin. And that's when I know Bitcoin has jumped the shark, as you would say, right? It's a little FOMO. Same thing happened last year in May. And uh, we'll see more of it. Okay, that's today's top story. Let's jump into crypto rapid fire. So first up in crypto rapid fire, we have the Bitwise ETF proposal has been withdrawn. That's right. The cryptocurrency asset management firm Bitwise for now at least has withdrawn its Bitcoin exchange traded fund proposal, according to a note uh, submitted to the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, or better known as the SEC. On Tuesday, Bitwise said the move is consistent with the public interest and protection of investors. Matt Hogan, the global head of research at Bitwise, said that we did indeed withdraw the application. This is a procedural step and we intend to refile our application at an appropriate time. Yeah, I don't I don't foresee a uh, Bitcoin ETF happening this year. I uh, just do not think that's going to happen. Uh, next up, we have the SEC issues warnings about investing in initial exchange offerings or better known as IEOs. That's right. This was released and published by the Office of Investor Education and Advocacy. They said, be cautious if considering an investment in an IEO because promises around such offerings can be used improperly to entice investors with the false promise of high returns and a new investment space. Um, Sounds like they're directly talking about Binance here. Um, But the SEC did say that IEOs may be conducted in violation of the federal securities laws and lack many of the investor protections of registered and exempt securities offerings. So, yeah, um, if you're trading on Binance and you're buying these IEOs, I think uh, what was that BitTorrent tokens, one of them, uh, then you're you're shit out of luck, man. If something goes sour next up, we have sanctions experts of the United Nations. An intergovernmental organization has said that uh, if you attend a North Korea crypto conference next month, you're in violation. <laughs> so they're trying to get this out there because we know what happened to to Virgil. Right. And this is 
kind of the world we live in, unfortunately. Um, but the UN is getting out there and they're, they're reporting this to the block, they're reporting this to Coindesk, and they're trying to tell everybody that um, don't go to North Korea and attend a crypto conference. You will be charged. Uh, and it's kind of sad because this information should be freely available to everybody. And yes, I know there's conflict of interest in all that kind of stuff. And frankly, uh, that's not that's not for me to, to judge or even take part in. I would just say that um, if you're if you're out there and you're uh, from a, a severely controlled country like the United States, uh, don't attend this conference because you could be considered uh, be considered uh, in violation of, of certain sanctions. So, um, yeah, just be careful out there. And they're trying to get this out. And hopefully uh, if you're going to attend it now, you'll think twice. And our last piece of news, this is coming straight from the horse's mouth at the CFTC <laughs> and uh, the new commissioner, uh, Talbert. Uh, he recently went on Cheddar News and he talked about the Ripple and talked about how Ethereum and Bitcoin are, of course, commodities and they fall within the CFTC. But uh, Ripple could be considered a security, which would fall in line with the SEC. And he had a lot to discuss about that. Take a listen. Currency, which I think to, to cryptocurrency observers, they'd think, wait a second, you know, regulation policy around cryptocurrency really goes against what we want with cryptocurrency and the idea behind cryptocurrency, right? This unregulated yeah. form of currency. Um, why is this a priority for you? So, so, so in many ways, we're, what we're regulating is we're actually creating a market for digital assets. So we are allowing digital assets, the ones that fall within our jurisdiction, which is primarily, uh, they have to be a commodity. So right now, Bitcoin and Ether are the two that we think fall in our jurisdiction. And so what we're, by, by allowing them to come into the world of the CFTC, we're allowing the futures markets to develop based on these products. And in that way, when people are interested in purchasing uh, a particular digital asset of the two, Bitcoin or Ether, they can rely on the futures markets, which have been around for over 100 years, which have price discovery, hedging, uh, and, and the risk management. And, and so in many ways, it's helping to legitimize, in my view, and, and, and add liquidity to these markets. In the new year, will more cryptocurrencies, like a Ripple, for instance, um, fall under your purview in addition to Bitcoin and Ether? It's unclear. Stay tuned, I would say. Uh, part of the issue is our jurisdiction we share with the, the SEC. If it's a security, it falls under their jurisdiction. If it's a commodity, it falls under ours. So we've been working closely with the SEC uh, over the last year or so uh, to really think about which falls in what box. Because I think if I hear anything from market participants, it's that we really need clarity. That without clarity, it's really difficult to figure out how these will eventually be regulated and how to trade them. Yeah. And if you remember last year when we were talking about the whole um, backed unveiling, they had this secret event that happened in New York right before the back launch. I think it was like a month before. And they talked. I think they had somebody from the CFTC um, at that uh, at that uh, event. And they had people talk about what could be considered uh, commodities in the future. And one of the ones was, uh, believe it or not, Litecoin that they talked about and Ethereum. And then, of course, we heard about Ethereum happening later that year. Um, they haven't said anything about Litecoin. Um, but if I'm if I'm a betting man, I would I would assume it's probably going to fall next to Litecoin and possibly Zcash, believe it or not. Um, I think they're going to try to stay within that kind of Satoshi tree, uh, of, 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 of course. And then you might even see like Bitcoin Cash eventually. Uh, eventually, this, the commodity market is going to be completely huge and, and full of different uh, digital assets. And 
I hate to say this, and gosh, it sucks saying this, but Ripple has convinced the powers that be that uh, you know XRP is decentralized when it's really not. Uh, the vast majority of people in this space knows with a real story of how they um, how they got XRP, right? But what I'm trying to say is ultimately is uh, they're going to keep expanding these commodities, uh, these futures, and they're going to regulate. It seems like Talbert's way 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 better <laughs> and a lot more younger than um than previous one uh, Giancarlo and so I'm hoping to see some good things happen um now if we can just get uh chairman Clayton to fall in line that'd be great but uh, we know how much of a sarpus that guy is <laughs> the SEC chairman he's uh he's really slow and doesn't think much of crypto but uh yeah I think that's all we got here in crypto rapid fire let's go ahead and jump into crypto YouTube Crypto YouTube, the world of Crypto YouTube, the world of Crypto YouTube, the world of Crypto YouTube. All right, so today's Crypto YouTube video is from Crush the Street YouTube channel. Um, the guy makes great content, and not only that, he just recently had Trace Meyer on the show. We're going to play a little snippet from it. I definitely recommend you check out the full interview, but here we go. Trace being Trace and talking about a Bitcoin beating everything. You look at the $500 billion that the Fed has had to do in emergency liquidity uh, with the repo market. Like, let's just print a bunch of stuff out of thin air again to bail people out. Uh, and so I think the message is clear. You want to own stuff they can't print. Why? Because they're going to just keep printing and printing and printing an unlimited amount of their little paper franchises or little coupons. And whether it's the Fed or the ECB or the, or the Japanese Central Bank or China for that matter, you know, because China's got the same type of problem, uh, if not even worse, when it comes to the shadow banking uh, system and all of the bad debt that they've got over there. And so Shakespeare's advice, neither borrower nor lender be, uh, that's really where you want to be. You want to be in stuff they can't print. You want to be in stuff that doesn't have counterparty risk. You want to be in stuff that where you're just removing the risk between you and your assets. That means getting rid of any third parties that are, that are there uh, because we, we can't trust these third parties. Uh, and that's why, you know, and that's why they're having to print hundreds of billions of dollars out of nothing. I mean, look at the Fed's balance sheet. Uh, it, you know, they're, they're, they try to do a little bit of quantitative tightening and it, and it almost blows the whole system up. And so they have to loosen and loosen and loosen. You know, why do you want to own something that is so easily uh, reproduced? Uh, why do you want to own something that's so easy to make more of it? You know, that's why you want stuff that's hard, hard to make more of it. Uh, and, and that's the type of environment we're going into uh, where, you know, you're going to you're going to want to just remove that risk between you and third parties, between you and the types of assets that you have. If they're easy to make more of those assets, why do you want that stuff? Because they're just going to print more of it. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of my thoughts on on all of that. Trace, uh, can we differentiate between the fiat dollars or fiat currencies around the world? And an actual company, you know, a, a stock, if you will, but but a real company that makes money, and uh, you know, you talked about third-party risks and you know the inherent 
dangers that come about that. And I would assume that you are referring to stocks as well. But um, is are stocks a better place to be in 2020 at these crazy high valuations than, let's say, the, the U.S. dollar at this point, in your opinion? I think that's a very difficult question to answer because obviously stocks, real estate, bonds, uh, currencies, these are all different asset classes. But look at what's happened in terms of the correlation of the prices between all the asset classes. And I think it has a lot to do with the gold price suppression scheme. Central banks, plural, carry gold in the vault and gold out on loan as the same line item. In effect, they're reporting cash and accounts receivable as the same thing. But really what they're doing is they're taking the physical gold and they're leasing it into the market. And that's a very difficult, uh, why, why would they do this? If you own a lot of something, why run a cartel to suppress the price? And it's because they're issued, that they're, it's because they're powered to issue what we use as currency is infinitely more valuable than the price of that portfolio asset. And when they have the ability to issue that, to make more of it, they're able to engage in confiscation through inflation that is a form of taxation without representation and without due process of law. And they're also able to engage in price manipulation of all other asset classes, you know, whether it's stocks, bonds, real estate, whatever it is. And so what, what we're really looking at is our stocks and bonds and real estate, are they just becoming extensions of the dollar? because the president's working group on financial markets and the financial oversight stability board are engaging in uh, the fund protection team, basically, you know, the Greenspan put. And so what then, and, and so what happens when they, when they suppress the price is they're interfering with interest rates and interest rates, they regulate production over time. And, what, what do you want with a company? You want a company that's going to produce earnings over time, fundamentally. But when you're interfering with the interest rates, you're interfering with the pricing signals and, and, and the stuff that we need to know in order to deploy the capital efficiently in companies to then meet consumer demands in the future. And so I guess what I'm saying is that price and value are completely bifurcated currently as a result of this gold price suppression scheme and the, the interference in the markets by the president's working group on financial markets. You know, they're interfering and manipulating all the prices. And so what's the defense? You know, what's the play in something like this? You have, to, you have to find something uncorrelated and you have to find something that they can't print and that they can't just make more of. And then you have to find something that you can actually possess yourself without having any third party custodians involved. Why? Because the third party custodians, look at the Dole Foods case, right? 40, 49 million facially valid shares on brokerage statements and 36 million that were authorized. So you had 13 million shares out of 36 million that were completely fake, you know, in that tender offer case that went before the Delaware court. And so like, what? How can you trust anything out there? Look at the Procter and Gamble case, you know, where, where we have a similar type of problem, especially with corporate governance. And so like with all the naked short selling, with all of the counterparty risk, with custodians that are, that are hypothecating and rehypothecating assets, in some cases, pension fund assets, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And so you just have to remove all 
those layers between you and your assets and just hold the assets yourself. Proof of keys. You got the money or not, you know, and then you have to figure out what assets you can do that with and the costs associated with that. You know, one of the crazy things is that most of the stuff Trace says is, is, is factually right. Um, there's been so many interviews I've listened to him over the decades uh, or actually <laughs> over the decades, over the, this past decade. Um, and uh, when you actually look at some of the stuff he's talking about, you go and do your own research, uh, you come to find out like, no, he's actually quoting some direct uh, facts there. And uh, what's interesting is you have Deutsche Bank just recently publicized a report that the next decade could bring the end of fiat currencies. Um, and this is exactly what he's talking about, right? All the analysts, all the analysts out there are putting together their portfolios and they're kind of designating what the next decade looks like. We did it ourselves here for Thriller Crypto Substack, um, and most people are doing it for their the Deutsche Banks. And sure enough, you go to the, the Deutsche Bank page and you look at this whole imagine 2030, the decade ahead, and sure enough, there's it's right there. They talk about how cryptocurrencies are the 21st century cash. Um, and it's alarming because these are huge central banks out there that are controlling uh, the vast amount of wealth. And you have them uh, talking amongst each other and reporting to uh, their different conglomerates above them and saying that, hey, uh, we have a problem here, ladies and gentlemen. And it starts with our fiat currency. You also have The Wall Street Journal coming out today telling everybody that the Fed is going to end at some point. Front page of the Wall Street Journal. Um, so a lot of this stuff that Trace is talking about is actually occurring around us. It's just that no one's actually paying attention or bothering to go do the research and find out or listen to somebody uh, and actually take what they're saying and actually applying, you know, or, uh, you know, original thought and and actually giving their expertise on the subject. So definitely a great interview. Definitely recommend go checking it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. And yeah, with that, let's get into crypto Twitter. Crypto Twitter. Crypto Twitter. So on crypto Twitter, you have everybody uh, <laughs> in kind of a rage because Bitcoin SV uh, has overtaken Bitcoin Cash. Uh, and the coin market cap. Uh, and then it's it's dropped back down, of course. Uh, but it was funny because there was everybody talking about that. And then, of course, the new court filing that Craig Wright claims to receive keys that have nine point six billion dollars uh, worth of Bitcoin in there. Uh, so a lot of people <laughs> were a little freaked out by that. Uh, my whole take on that is just like, dude, the dude can like create all this evidence out of thin air. Right. It's very easy to convince people. Um, that you're that you're something um, after the fact, right? <laughs> I think there, there's uh, photos of him trying to buy stuff from eBay and uh, from all sorts of places. But I think I think the vast majority of people in the space knows that he's kind of a fraud, right? Or he he pre he presents himself as some kind of a, a, a sinister person, right? Um, and you have the vast majority of the crypto space just totally up in arms about. Uh, every time something happens, uh, Craig Wright is is the one that's controlling the narrative. And uh, yeah, people like Seatbit, he says, could you please zip it? Every time you open your big mouth, <laughs> shit comes out. <laughs> you also have um, most people uh, taking the kind of like, you know, you know, low, low, low hanging fruit approach saying, screw BSV, but I'm here for the money and to stack sats. Cheers, Craig Wright. Here's the next pump and dump. <laughs> more btc uh and that's coming 
uh, from stacking stats for pumpkins. Um, so you have most people just kind of looking at BSV just like that, a, a joke. Uh, we don't cover BSV on this podcast and we never will uh, because it's a fraud, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, I've, I've been around for some scams and I've seen them and some are really good. Um, this one's not that good. Uh, it's it's very it's very like one dimensional. One or two people controlling the best of the mining, and you have one person uh, trying to create something out of shit, and that's what BSV is. With that, let's get into Coin Three Hundred and Sixty. So we got a beautiful day out there in the market today. Uh, we had a coin market cap of 236 billion. That's right, 236 billion. Uh, we have a uh, Bitcoin dominance at 66.7%. That's surprising. I would have thought it would have hit 68% today. Uh, we got Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin at $8,673 at the time of this recording. Uh, we got Ethereum at $161. We got XRP at $0.22. Cents. Bitcoin Cash at number four taking the lead at $318.66. We got Bitcoin SV at $292. So you saw that pump and then the dump uh, at fifth place. And then, of course, we have uh, Litecoin at $55 and EOS at $3.59. If we look at our 24-hour change on the green, we have Augur. Wow, shooting up 34% today at $14.82. We got Kyber Network at $0.26, cents, up 15%. We got Decentraland. Mana baby at up 10% today at three cents. We got quaint at $3.42, up 10%. Uh, we look at our 24 hour change on the red. We have uh, Bitcoin SV dropping 26%. Uh, and we have made, made safe coin at seven cents, down 24%. Bitcoin gold at $12.30. Not sure why Bitcoin gold is still there. <laughs> that ship sailed a long time ago. We have synthetics network at 93 cents, down 15%. And then eternity at uh, 15 cents, uh, down 11%. Um, yeah, kind of crazy that you have Bitcoin SV dumping just like that. Uh, yeah, and I think that's all we got. There's really not a lot going on. We had a lot of people hoping for 9K, but I think, like, I, like I've been saying this whole month and, and last month, I think we're going to get 9K. We're going to get at 9K in January. Uh, and then at that point, um, you know, hang on to your, to your moon boots because I think February and March, we're going to see a very very skyrocket price uh just in bitcoin it's gonna be crazy uh we'll see we'll see okay with that let's get on to the end of the show
Thriller News is Dunsies. Thank you so much for listening. This week we have on a Thriller Insider. That's right. We were talking about the decade ahead, the transformational decade that is going to be the 2020s here in crypto and Bitcoin. Uh, we also are going to do an After Dark next week with uh, Crypto Windy O. That's right. Famous YouTuber. Shorter now. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then hopefully this weekend, we'll get around to creating a Thriller Insights. If you want more, thrillerx.com. See you next time. I'll be coming to the world. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with Har Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Har says likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go, do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto, and not hard. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world, one Satoshi at a time. <laughs> <laughs>